Hello and welcome to the Ring Badgers Wrestling Podcast, which is what we've always been called. <laughs> yes, we're going to deny it like that wrestler who... What a great start to our new, uh, <laughs> our new, our new rebranding efforts. Yeah. Uh, so we, it turns out we did as much research into the name of our podcast as we do into the podcast itself. And it turns out there's already a media enterprise, a wrestling-related media enterprise out there called How Much Does This Guy Weigh? But literally tens of likes. And we, there's, no, there's nothing sadder in wrestling than the, uh, the internet feud. So we thought, we thought we'd uh, play ball and change our name to something that's more fitting of our style anyway. So we are the Ring Badgers, and this is the Ring Badgers Wrestling Podcast, and we're going to insert 45 minutes of audio excellence up your arsehole. <coughs> One syllable at a time. Yeah. And we're going to go with the jaggedy letters first. So we're talking about the elephant in the room, and that uh, my favourite is facing your favourite in the May Young Classic final. Yeah. Tonight, as we're recording this, it's tonight, so it's a few hours away, but uh, hopefully this will be online before. I believe how that's turned out. I know, it's quite cool. My, my bae, Shayna Baszler. This is my bae, Kari Sane. Kari Sane. How do you think it's going to go? Who do you think is going to win? Oh, well, I mean, we can. Uh, this doesn't have to be kayfabe. We can We can shoot here. You said that Kari Sane might actually have a contract already. Yeah, I think so. so she's already signed. I mean, isn't Shayna Baszler already signed as well? I don't know. I when I was watching it, I didn't even know that the um, final hadn't been recorded. I assumed the whole thing had been recorded, so I avoided I avoided looking up anything of any of the competitors in case I saw spoilers. Mm, no. um, but yeah, I mean, they they may well have signed Shayna Baszler, and it looks like they're going to do something with the four horsewomen of MMA versus the four horsewomen of uh, wrestling as well. Yeah, I don't know if that would be a Mania thing or a Survivor Series thing. Ah, oh, it's got Mania written all over, hasn't it? Yeah, oh yeah. If it's Ronda Rousey, definitely. I'm guessing she is definitely done with UFC. And I don't know about the others, Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir. Oh, I don't know. I think they've got I think WWE and UFC, I think they've got some sort of like understanding going on there with like I know they're civil. I mean well Brock went there and did his although Brock does what he wants, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna go over to UFC. I would rather you not, Brock. I will crush your head with my hands. Oh, off you go then. Off you go. I only won. <laughs> then got popped for a drug test. Oh well. Whoops. <laughs> uh so you're going with Kairi Sane then? Yeah. Oh, well, I have to go with Shayna Baszler. But wouldn't it be cool if she showed up at Progress? Don't you think she? Don't you think Shayna Baszler would good, do well in Progress? I think so. I think um, it'd be cool just yeah, like just for a one night only deal or a one or a few night only deal like Tommaso Ciampa did before signing officially yeah. with WWE. I mean, all of the women that wrestle in Progress are great, but I've never had that sort of monster heel. Yeah, female I'd like to see that. I looked at her, by the way. She's been her first match was less than two years ago. I know we mentioned about her, you know, kicks looking a bit weak and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, her first match was in September 2015, which is oh. pretty darn good, isn't it? Considering that you know yeah. MMA probably gives you a uh, sort of a base of yeah it gives stuff you to work with, but it's still athletes. a completely different dance to learn, isn't it? Yeah, it gives you the athletic prowess to throw yourself around the ring and yeah. and um, you know throw a few punches that look good, but you know the like the psychology of it all. The selling of it, you know, that's 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 probably the hard bit, really. I tell you who is absolutely fucked. Who? Daria Berenato, aka Sonia Deville, who is that girl in NXT who's been doing the MMA gimmick. Oh, yeah. She is going to look weak as fuck now. I looked her up. She does have an MMA experience, but by that same measure, I have legit wrestling experience. Yeah. Because I've been in a ring. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly killed myself doing it. But, uh, I mean, that, that can't work anymore, can it? If you, you can't have Jessamyn Duke and Ronda Rousey and people r- walking around and you're doing an MMA gimmick. 
Yeah. That'd be embarrassing. Yeah, she's going to have to change her gimmick. She hasn't been doing it long, to be fair. I didn't even know she changed her name. I'd seen her on NXT a couple of times doing that thing. I don't like MMA gimmicks in wrestling unless it's a legit MMA actual superstar. Yeah. Just because you had three fights, which is what she had. Yeah, that's, like, that's like, not. Um, you know, Shayna Baszler's been doing it since 2006. And she's not really even doing an MMA gimmick, really. No. A style, maybe. But she's not. She's not got the gloves or anything, yeah. is she? And um, not the obligatory uh, braids in your hair as well. No, exactly, which uh, like, Sonia Deville does as well. There's, um, there's a couple of wrestlers on the independent circuit who are not named because we're not here to bury anybody. But no. Yeah, there's a couple of them doing Well, it depends that. who wants to suck up to us before we do commentary in uh, October. Oh, yeah. Start sucking up now. We'll fucking bury you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you heard. Um, yeah, I don't want to name names because I don't want to bury anybody, but there's a few people doing it. It's very unconvincing. Are and these they guys? No, girls. Girls, okay. Mm. It's probably one of those things they come up with and they're like, oh, that's original. Yeah, yeah, no, I bet no one's doing that. And it's probably the most common thing. Yeah. I mean, it's really common in guys as well. Maybe not like as overtly as that, but it's uh, alarming how many indie guys just have no gimmick and it's just, I'm a legit fighter. Yeah. Sort of thing. I think a lot, I think it's quite commonplace that people go, they, they want to chuck in, oh, I've had a bit of martial arts experience. Yeah. Just because they want to sort of seem legit, don't they? Unfortunately, there's lots of people with martial arts experience now. One of whom lost the Progress Atlas title. <laughs> Bay, do you think he's done with Progress then, or is that? Um, like... I think he's. I think he's at least done with the Atlas title anyway. Like yeah. he posted a social media post. <laughs> <laughs> Allow myself to introduce myself. myself. He posted the post on social media in his post. Yeah, and the content of his post okay. um, suggested that he was done with the Atlas title and oh. he was going to move on to the next thing. Fair enough. The same. He treated that like his child. Yeah. Is he still a uh, title holder somewhere else? Yeah, he's got the WWN title. Okay, that's like evolving stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. and there's not like a group of them. Fair enough. I wonder what's next for him. I don't know. Stop doing weed and get signed on next year to Ty Brock. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, shall we? In fact, as we've uh, as we started chucking out the progress spoilers, should we talk about progress? Okay. Yeah. Let's chuck out some more progress spoilers because um, you know, I've they... got the card here. Not that you know, not that we went to it or anything, but just to remind ourselves. So uh, CCK, the new tag champs. Yep. Does that mean that British Strong Style are done? Oh, or going to know. NXT? I've, I've, I've got they all lost their titles. Yeah. Spoilers, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Pete Dunne sort of waved goodbye to the crowd. Yeah, I think maybe they won't be around as much. I think maybe they. I think I have a feeling they'll be doing more stuff in America. Mm-hmm. Because um, oh, man, they're in massive demand there, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, because all three of British Strong Style and Wolfgang have all signed new deals. And I think a lot of the other UK guys have um, been released because Roy Johnson posted something which alluded to that because he said to the person who shouted at me, all the best of your future endeavours, basically go fuck yourself in his own Roy Johnson okay. way. So I guess maybe he's not got his contract renewed. Uh, okay. uh, so I don't really know what's going around there I don't know about the rest of them like James Drake Connors all that lot speaking of Wolfgang though, and I need to jump back to the Mae Young Classic um, shout out to Bianca Belair who I thought was awesome hair whip girl oh yeah um, there's always like in all these tournaments Wolfgang just reminded me because in all of these tournaments there's always one person that turns up who I've never heard of before and instantly, instantly becomes one of my favourites in the UK tournament it was Wolfgang in the Mae Young Classic it's been Bianca Belair yeah, thought he was. She was so good. And uh, yeah, I liked how she was like just incredible athlete, beating the shit out of Kari Sane with her long hair. How long is her hair as well? It's good. I know. I mean, <laughs> I if it's, and how how far like the real stuff goes. Yeah, you could do it. Yeah, I could. Just have that as your gimmick. That's gonna be my gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. What does she spend on shampoo? Mmm. Yeah. 
She must have to get like industrial like tubs of shampoo. Gets her neighbour to do it. Just tosses like the her ponytail next door through the window. Yeah. Do that, will you? <laughs> uh, Tony Storm defeated Dahlia Black, but the more interesting talking point is Ginny being a cunt again. Ah, oh, classic Ginny, beating up Dahlia Black after the match and doing her ankle in with a chair. Even though she's lovely in real life. Absolutely. Oh, it ruined her career. Whoops. <laughs> Open challenge. Well, I thought I thought I had it sussed who was opening, answering the open challenge, didn't I? Because we um, we perused the merch desk and I was looking, who's, who's behind the merch desk that's not on the card? And I spied the pink-haired uh, Candy Floss behind the merch desk. Well, she's not on the card. Mm-hmm. Therefore, she must be answering Zack Sabre Jr.'s um, open challenge. It wouldn't have made sense to do it, though, because you can't have a squash match. Yes. I mean, they, and Zack Sabre Jr. would yeah. have got absolutely squashed like a bug. I mean, so... Um, Obviously, it wasn't answered by Candy Floss, but somebody did ask on um, on the Progress uh, Forum uh, Facebook group who answered the open challenge. So, me being the troll that I am, mm-hmm. I'll read you the transcript. Please. Um, right. So, I could genuinely not, not. I couldn't tell if this person was just playing along or was genuinely believed me. But he goes, "Who did uh, Zach Sabre Junior face?" I reply, "Candy Floss." He goes, fairs. And I go, she won as well. And he goes, that's shit. And I go, yeah, it's pretty much a squash. And he goes, for fuck's sake. And I go, yeah, I've never seen Zack Sabre Jr. tap out at all, let alone that fast. <laughs> now, sometimes people do go along with the joke, but meeting, having met as many wrestling fans as I have, some of them don't, are a little lacking in the humour department. And I think that may have been a real conversation you I had with someone. I think it was. But, you know, I put Candy Floss over, so good yeah, for her. exactly. I mean, in this guy's mind, Candy Floss is a W over one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. And it's like, if someone could write that on Wikipedia now and then put us as their source. Yeah, they could. Cited. Cited. Ring badges. Jimmy Havoc yeah, but defeated James, Mark Haskins. James Disorder, yeah. James Disorder defeated Marcus Haskino in a death match, yeah. which was a death match turned comedy match at some points. Yeah, I mean, was that like lighter, light, a bit lighter than you expected it to be? Yeah, well, nobody died considering it was a death match. Uh-huh. But, um, and, uh huh. Yeah, and a like, nerf, nerf gun to the balls and stuff. Yeah, I think that's a reference because um, you know, like Mark Haskins' kid loves dinosaurs and nerf guns, doesn't he? I did not know that, but okay. Yeah, cause, you know, there was a whole like um, chapter named after it, something about shooting dinosaurs. Oh, okay, shooting dinosaurs with nerf guns. Not specifically nerf oh, guns. Okay, but um. Yeah, like uh, Mark Haskins' entrance on that. If you are going to shoot dinosaurs, just do it with Nerf guns. Stay safe. Yeah, yeah, because they're endangered, you know. There aren't many dinosaurs left. Or Nerf guns. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that match was pretty... Well, probably not one of his most brutal death matches. But kind of, I think they needed it just to lighten up the tone of the show a little bit. Yeah, and also... You know, um, a title defence, Ginny being Ginny. Well... Big pop for Mike's girl coming out. And... Oh, we haven't actually mentioned oh, yeah. Mike's girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, the actual um, answer to the open challenge was Mike's girl, who has made his possibly final uh, appearance yeah. at Progress because of just some contractual stuff with other yeah. guys he signed with in the States, I believe. Yeah, it's like he's doing a lot of stuff with Ring of Honor and doing a lot of stuff in New Japan. And don't quote me on this, this is just speculation, but I believe that New Japan have um, some sort of deal, and I think where there's only one UK company that they can work for as part of this deal I think it's like Rev Pro but I don't know if that's got anything to do with it 
or he's moving on to bigger and better things. Can't New Japan up. have exclusivity and their talent can only work with Rev Pro. Josh Young, 2007. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Chisel that in stone. And then tie up my leg and throw me in the canal so I drown. <laughs> up next was uh, the interval. We went and got a beer. Yeah, it was good. I mean, um, and we managed Probably the to... match of the night. Uh, yeah, well, that's probably the, the moment I popped for the most where... We go into the bar and it's absolutely round. You know, it's all like seven people, seven, seven rows deep. But if you go round to the other side of the bar, served straight away. Trade secrets. It also works the same if you're at the O2 and need the toilet. You go out of the doors, like the main doors that you're in, yeah. there'll always be a massive queue. It's a, it's a massive circle, the O2. Just keep walking around. Completely depleted ones around the side. Yeah. Life hacks here yeah. on, not how much does this go, on Ring Badger's Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. Hoss fight! Yeah! Next up was, well, we should say champion Matt Riddle versus Walter versus Timothy Thatcher of Ring Camp. Yep. I'm glad this didn't end up to be some sort of like silly Ring Camp versus Matt Riddle handicap match. Yeah, they just went for it, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they just That was quite good, I like that. And um, God, the, the more and more I look at Timothy Thatcher, the more impressed I am by him. Just look at the guys. He was really good, and I, I, I knew the name before. But I'd never seen him. He's a hoss, and he's a great technician. Yeah. And he's got a real good heel face as well. Is he new to the scene, or is he a veteran? No, he's Grizzled been around for a while. Like, mostly, yeah, Grizzled Young Bear. He's worked a lot with, like, Evolve, I think, PWG, all that. I've heard the name of Yeah, okay, cool. And Walter is the new Atlas champion. Yeah. Which I'm still happy with, by the way. Like, I've been really impressed with Walter on the times I've seen him. Yeah, I'm loving Walter at the moment. I'm glad he's dropped the big daddy Walter thing, because it was a bit like, you know... Um, it's a bit too silly but now he's like you know the ring general and uh, he just looks cool now yeah I was about to say it looked campy I didn't mean it to be a pun on campy yeah a little campy his old gimmick so I hope Matt Riddle comes back he's one of my favourite guys to see live yeah I'll always be following wherever he goes you know hopefully that will be NXT or a bigger stage somewhere at some point yeah maybe even Wembley next year Oh yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Mark Andrews, eight-man scramble. So Mark Andrews defeats Damian Dunn, chief deputy of the No Fun Police. What doesn't he like? Fun. Um, Flash Morgan Webster, James Drake, Eddie Dennis, Danger Wank Davis. I mean Strangler Davis, <laughs> uh, Jack Sexsmith as well. Um, yeah, so Mark Andrews won. Do you think so? That the next title match is going to be Mark Andrews versus spoiler alert for the main event, Travis Banks. Yeah. No offense to either guy. That seems a little bit meh as a main event. Do you think? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess they got. I guess because they've got these big shows now, they're going to have to have like filler. Yeah, ones, I mean, aren't they? I said when I, I spoke to my brother yesterday. My brother, he's like the casual fan, so like mm-hmm. he's not, you know, sentimentally attached to any of these wrestlers. But he knows who they are. I've seen some of the matches. But, I mean, for me, Mark, I've got sentimental attachment to Mark Andrews. I've watched mm-hmm. him wrestle so much. Oh, he's so, so good. So, I'm not so, denying so he's that. he's good and I'm happy. But from a... From, like, a casual fan's point of view, my brother's reaction was sort of frosty. He was like, what? Mark Andrews? Yeah. But he's boring. Why him? I mean, just, just the happy, happy, white... And it's, going to be, and it's going to be face versus face as well. Yeah. I Which mean, I know they do. I know they do that. Yeah, they do that. But, but uh, I mean, I can't see Mark Andrews getting the W on that one. But No. Okay, um, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe they just need some uh, somebody to put put him exactly. over. But yeah, I should have done it. Should have given it to Flash Morgan Webster. 
Yeah, but then that would be a really short title reign for uh, for Travis Banks. <laughs> and just having him obliterated in the main event. Yeah, can't Death be. by helmet. Yeah, exactly. Not that we're saying Flash Morgan Webster was a helmet. You'd never say such a thing. Absolutely not. Why would I say something as hilarious as that? Are you ready to talk about what happened next with all the betrayal that's gone on yeah, in well, your wrestling life? Are you I'm, just giving up now? I'm just numb to it now, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm we, we do, of course, refer to Eddie Dennis attacking his FSU tag partner, yeah. Mark Andrews. He's been making some big decisions recently, going full-time, giving up his job, screwing over his partner, and... Um, as we discussed in the car on the way back, that wasn't... That ultimate was, heel move. Ultimate heel move. Yep. Selling tag team merch to the punters during the interval, knowing full well you're going to split that tag team up in a matter of hours. I think people were asking, like, why do you not have many of these left? Oh, you know, just uh, printing issues. Now, yeah. small will probably fit you. No, yeah. Take the small. Take the small. It'll probably fit you. It's how, fine. How Stretch much is it? it £50. Yeah. <laughs> All right, 45 Touche, Eddie Dennis. That is a good heel Touché. move Touche, well. you played a good game there. No refunds. <laughs> but I can already, I already understand his motives, because you know, he's been in the shadow of Mark Andrews and FSU for ages. Mark Andrews mm-hmm. had all the opportunities. We knew it when he had new, new ring gear. Yeah, you know, those heel shorts. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's going to come out and say what his motives are. It's going to be pretty obvious what they are. He's going to be like, it's my time now. You've had your chance, Mark Andrews. The Shad Gaspard crime time. Heel promo. Yeah. My time. It's my time now. Uh, you're released. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one. What's his face? What's his partner called? The guy that just kept not getting fired. JTG. JTG. Yeah. Yeah. And he stayed on the roster for like another three years. He must have had doubt on Vince. Maybe, yeah. Didn't, didn't save him in the end though. No. We've already spoiled the main event. Yep. It's your spoiler gimmick coming in again. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Travis Banks is the new Progress champ- Progress World Champion. Progress Have they world renamed it? Was yeah, it always the World well, Championship? Well, it wasn't before, but it needs, I think... Now it's been defended in the US. Yeah, it's been defended in different more than, more than a few countries. It's been defended in Europe. It's been defended in Ireland. Um, I think it's been defended in... I'm pretty sure it's been defended at Smash Wrestling. I don't know. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Because we saw, we saw Mark Andrews win it. Mark Haskins. Mark Haskins, sorry. Yeah. Mark Haskins win it off Johnny Gargano. Oh, no, that was the Smash title, that. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Oh, I don't know. Well, but, probably. Well, it's been defended in enough countries. Probably is our favourite word on this podcast. Yeah, probably. It, it's a great way of getting around doing any actual research. <laughs> yeah, the same words like, don't hold me to this, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that Travis Banks is an orange. That was five seconds and no one denied it. Yeah, exactly. So it's truth. Get it on Wikipedia. Yeah. I mean, he could be a Satsuma or a Tangerine, but I've heard that he's an orange. Clementine. <laughs> so they've announced that uh, the uh, successor to this show next September is going to be at Wembley. Yep, huge. Which I was reading could actually become the biggest English wrestling show ever. Well, it will. If they would sell it out, which is a huge if. I don't. I mean, following the social media today, I mean. They're not hung up at all on selling it out. Like, and that's fine. They shouldn't be. Yeah. Because that would just be ridiculous because then people would see it as a failure if they only half-filled it, which would be an incredible achievement. Yeah, I mean... Because that would still be like twice what they did Yeah, the, uh, I mean, the other day. When ICW did the Hydro, I think it was about 6,200, which is still fucking incredible. Oh, massive. I mean, that is... that is Bigger the, than most uh, WWE house shows. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest UK show in recent history. I'm not sure if it's bigger than the shows from the World of Sport era. I don't well, know. I was reading the biggest one from the World of Sport era was from like 79 
and it was at Wembley. That's why it's a good measuring stick. Yeah. And they didn't quite sell it out. Uh, probably a very different Wembley back then, but it's still the same building. Yeah. Um, yeah, that could be very interesting. Let's be clear, it's not Wembley Stadium, it's Wembley Arena. Uh, they, they won't let you know that, though. They'll just be like, yeah, Wembley. Yeah. <clears throat> Although the Hello Wembley thing does usually refer to the arena, I think. Yeah. But that's such a, you know, it's one awesome move. Yeah. I, think. I mean, we went from, hey, they're doing Brixton, which was a great venue, but just couldn't really work with that strange setup yeah. where you are sort of watching a stage show, Progress the Musical. <laughs> well, Glenn Joseph would love that with his jazz hands. Ali Pali was a brilliant wrestling venue. That's, I thought. that's somewhere like, say, let's say for example, like somebody said to Progress, yeah, we'll put you on TV and... Um, yeah, that, you could you could run their big pay per views from there, like mm-hmm. if, they were, if they were that type of company, you could run run it from there. Speaking of which, though, what they say was it two thousand and something? Yeah, two thousand people, I think. Two thousand people at Ali Pali, at a venue that is a, an absolute bitch to get to. Yeah, they could double that for Wembley. Yeah, and you know maybe just like one hot angle, or they get a couple of uh, big names on there. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think they'll um, sell out. I don't mean they'll sell out the building. I don't think they'll sell their soul and get like Mick Foley. No, on the car. I don't see progress doing that. It well, would like, damage, um, their, damage their brand. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, nothing. No wrong with, ICW. But. Yeah, nothing wrong with doing that. I mean, that's um, just. IC- it's a more traditional way of doing it. Yeah, really. but ICW, they're more, they're more sort of character based, so it makes yeah. sense for them to get big characters in. Uh-huh. Whereas that's not pro, that's not what progress do. Um, they're sort of more focused on the matches. Not that ICW aren't. But you no. know, them ICW focus on the matches, but they're also very focused on the characters and the storylines and. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of a more WWE sort of way that ICW works, and that's cool. Yeah, and that's why I like both. But I wonder if um, Jim, John, and Glenn are a little bit competitive. They want to sell more than ICW did at their. It has show. to be because they started around the same time, didn't they? Yeah, I'm no, sure. No, um, ICW have been around for ten years. Probably oh, they've been around for five years. Oh, I didn't know they've been around as long as that. Yeah, I remember that documentary they did about them coming, you know, doing the garage. Yeah, and then I think that led to the announcement of their hydro show. Um, but you, you have to be. I mean, even if you're not like, because I think um, progress have made really sensible decisions along the way, like the fact that they've stayed in the ballroom for as yeah. long as they have because it's a guaranteed money maker. They know it'll sell out, and they know that their ceiling, although they can sell 700 tickets really quickly, they know that the ceiling isn't that much higher than that because it took them quite a long time to sell 2,000. Yeah, for Ali Pally. Um, so it's good that they haven't got ideas above their station they've all got jobs outside of the wrestling thing as well haven't they yeah so you know I think I think they're doing I think they're going at a really good pace yeah. Wembley did take me by surprise though I don't know like, it's, it's been talked about like um, as fantasy by the fans in the mm. progress group for quite a while wouldn't it be great if they did Wembley and then like now they're fucking well just like because I remember when the tickets went on sale for Ali Pally I was I, um, I sent the link to Dave and Phil Phil's never been to Progress, but Dave has been with us a few times. And their only reason for not going was that it was at Ali Pali. You know, and it's just tough to get to and get home from whatever. Mm. And they're definitely getting beard up at anything they go go to. Yeah. So they wouldn't drive. Um, but, you know, I think they would definitely be sold on a Wembley, you know, like a Wembley gig, yeah. Wembley experience. And um, I think that could really work in their favour. But if you think, though, with, with my training, which I'm training at a wrestling school associated with progress if I try really hard get a gimmick that gets me over really fucking quickly I could be on that show do it set yourself that goal yeah so what kind of gimmick do you think well, would get me over straight away what was it I said the other day oh yeah the shit stirrer gimmick oh, that's yeah. the one that's my personal favourite right now 
<laughs> have you heard what Mark Andrews said about you? You haven't? Oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's no, none of my business. I didn't mean to... Uh, yeah, but I mean, oh, is that? Oh, sorry, I've got this uh, screenshot that I printed out. It's just of a tweet he did. He's deleted it now. But no, no, I shouldn't show you. I shouldn't yeah, show. I mean, you. You, I feel that you got a right to know, but I'd feel bad. I feel, mm. I feel bad that. Um, I mean, Mark Haskins really should tell you himself. Yeah, I just don't. I just, it's not cool, man. I don't care what your tag partner, tag partner says. I think you're a great guy. Yeah, everyone's wrong about you. You're a good guy. <laughs> uh, what else could be? Uh, did I tell you about the uh, character, not necessarily wrestling gimmick, uh, that I came up with the other day, and that's the guy that doesn't believe anything. <laughs> so my friend told me, um, oh yeah, I'm going to see her and her two boys, uh, her two long-haired boys. I said, boys with long hair? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, they're just kind of old hippies, you know, the parents. Old hippies? <laughs> that could be a promo style in itself, you never have to write a promo, just react to everyone else's. <laughs> Title? Ha, ha, the lies you tell. <laughs> Grow. Yeah, gotta get up pretty early to catch out old JY. <laughs> that could be it there. Yeah. Uh, anything interesting happened on Raw last night? I saw that clip of uh, John Cena mocking Roman Reigns for failing a drug test. Yeah, they're just banter. They're just like burying each other. Um, the mid- great segment with Miz and Enzo Amore. Oh, I did see that too. It's like, like this is why you're getting thrown off of WWE buses and thrown out of the locker room. <laughs> Yeah. From the guy that got thrown out of the locker room and when um, he was younger. Yeah, like you could tell, like, it's not often Enzo Mori doesn't have a very good comeback, but. Hmm. Are they um, setting Enzo up to join the Miztourage then or something? I don't know. Or maybe I see title shot or something. I don't really know, because he's on 205 now, I don't know. Here's my Enzo opinion he's not getting buried at all. He's in a great spot on the card. I know that uh, I think they're basically telling the talent to go out and say whatever they want about him, but he's in a great spot on 205 Live. Yeah. He's possibly looking at an IC title shot. He's on TV every week. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he. I'm not worried for him anymore. Well, the company aren't trying to bury him, but like you know, the comments that Miz made are like, yeah, you know. Oh, I'm sure. This I'm, is, sure I'm sure there's some truth to the uh, the fact that everyone backstage hates him. Oh, yeah, I like that they addressed it though. That's pretty cool. And the yeah. best person to do it would have been the Miz, mm. especially given his history. Yeah, and hopefully it will help Enzo and Mori sort his fucking life out. Mm. Because you know, if he gets if he gets fired, like he's going to look back and think, well, "I really fucked that up." I think they would be really reluctant to fire him because he could be successful elsewhere. And how many great talkers do they really have on the roster? None, not really. You know, so I just I, th- I think he's pretty safe. But yeah, he does need to just dial it down in yeah. life. Apparently, he is like that. Like what That's you, what I've the, heard. Yeah, the Enzo you see yeah. on front of cameras, the Enzo you see. They say like the best gimmicks are you turned up to eleven, but he has to dial it down yeah. <laughs> to be on TV. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite funny. Um, then there was a little confrontation between Lesnar and Strowman. Oh, cool! Lesnar um, chucks uh, Strowman in a German suplex. Mm. No sells it. Gets straight back up. Awesome. Yeah. Did I see that uh, Strowman put a beat down on Cena as well? Um, I thought I saw a clip labelled that. Maybe it did. While Roman Reigns watched. I think with popcorn that. popcorn and a glass of wine for rains <laughs> oh, of course and loads of drugs yeah <laughs> it's okay to say it now Cena yeah, says C- it Cena says it Cena the new like god of the IWC yeah <laughs> says what we're all thinking yeah you should wear a beret I just want to say what everyone else is thinking Away from that. is there anyone anything else to talk about um let me think 
going on in the. I don't think there's anything interesting going on in New Japan. Nothing like that. I'm just going to sit here sipping my water. Uh, there's nothing else that I can think of. I'm sure there is, but like, I'm not really up to date with New Japan at the moment. But we promised 45 minutes of audio excellence up there ourselves, and we've only done 28 so far. Oh, fuck. Um... Shall we, uh, shall we sing for a while? No, actually, I'll tell you what. Uh, congratulations to Kimiko Date, the Japanese tennis player who retired this week at the age of 46. Um, she was like the up-and-coming, won the up-and-coming Rising Star Award in like 1992, retired in 96, and then came back 12 years later and just had a whole other career, like a whole second career, won titles and everything. She lost this week her last match, 6-love, six 6-love, six to Alexander Krunich. So, that, t- talk about putting over a young talent on the way out. Absolutely. And to, to bring that back to wrestling, Squash match. she's basically the Terry Funk of tennis. She'll probably just come back, yeah. Yeah, when she's 72. When she's 70. <laughs> and you can do that because tennis is predetermined, obviously. Yeah. But okay. wrestling's real, so... Terry, I mean, the fact that Terry Funk is still doing it is uh, yeah, it really some legit combat. Yeah, it depends if she gets over Yeah. She's done very well. reckons the John Cena of tennis? The John Cena of tennis... Um, well, I'd probably go Djokovic. Cause, yeah. Just because he had the super... Well, I suppose Federer had it too. But Federer was really popular doing it. But Djokovic, during his most dominant reign, wasn't very popular with the tennis fans. Why is that? Uh, because he wasn't Federer or Nadal. You know, just because he was... Um, his his style is very... Um, mechanic, mechanical. Robotic. He's very efficient. He's like the Djokobot 5000. <laughs> um, so you know, and you could probably compare that to Cena's wrestling. You know, I'm not talking about 2013 onwards Cena. I'm talking about like the five, ten years before that. Oh, what, what the? Um... You know, when he was just winning matches so form, you know, so formulaic. Yeah. Five moves of doom. I remember one time on SmackDown, he uh, defeated. This is just after him and Wade Barrett had been feuding for the title in the main event. Literally two months after that feud, he faced Wade Barrett in um, the opening match of a SmackDown. And he got him up on the shoulders uh, for the AA, and he winked at the camera before doing it. Like, just made it look, made look, made beating Barrett look like the easiest thing in the world. And I just absolutely raged at that. I still get angry at that. Whenever he, like, I know he's our saviour now. Yeah. But that super, super Cena was quite insufferable. It's like when people say on forums, like, oh yeah, remember when everyone hated him and now everyone's changed their mind? Yeah, because he's got much, much better. Cena's matches are so much better now. They don't really follow that same formula. He loses occasionally. He does great promos. I love Cena right now. I'm sports entertained by Cena. We're sports entertained by Reigns as well. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great great match. Believe that. Um, one thing to talk about is the, um, the, the the drop the belt fantasy thing. Yeah, has, um, talk us through it. Rounds, I should play that. It's good. It's a good laugh. Let's have a look. Oh, Are you winning? Um, I'm not winning, but um, I'm in a strong position. Wind it all. Wind it all. So I'm currently second with 73 points. First is 111 points. You suck! But that's only after one week. But um, big points scored by uh, Roman Reigns for me. Because he did promo? Yep. Um, good points scored, scored by Enzo because he gets on the mic. Do you get um, like double points if they literally do two promos in one night? I don't really or know. Or is it just like... But, um, is it just like how five glasses of orange juice can't count as your five a day? I don't really know, to be honest with you. But um, Nutrition I- tips! But I've still got SmackDown. I've still got um, Bobby Roode, Carmella, and Big Match Jinder to mm-hmm. fight tonight. So I expect 
to be uh, claiming my rightful place at the top. There was a great post on Reddit the other day of someone saying, "Why does everyone think WWE is touring India?" And you know, because it's just been like public, you know, common knowledge that oh, the reason Jinder's got the title is because of their upcoming um, Indian tour. Apparently, there never was one announced. But now they actually have announced one, but it's the Raw brand, so we don't know how... I mean, they don't seem to care about the brand split anymore. Yeah. But uh, that's in December. But there's no telling that they might... whether they keep the title on him for that or not. Maybe they just believe in the fact that he um, worked hard and deserves it. And he's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, like I say, um, at the time, when he first got the title, maybe not, but he's really grown into it. It's like what Jericho says, you know, one's ready for the main event, you, you get ready by being in it. Mm. In it, yeah. Oh, I'm glad we managed to address Big Bad Gender. Hmm. He's one of our boys. He is one of our boys. Yeah. Who was the other one of our boys that we were talking about the other day? Luke Harper. Luke Harper. Who was that progress? Oh, I think it was um, it was uh, Wolfgang, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Did we mention that Wolfgang showed up at progress? I mentioned it just to use as a tenuous link to talking about Bianca Belair again. Oh, right, Speaking yeah. of which, Bianca Belair, how impressive is she? Oh, yeah, she had a really, really long hair that looks like Ray. That's right. But yeah, Wolfgang showed up, so he's probably going to be challenging for the Atlas title now. Yep. It was a, I mean, if he doesn't, that was a really weird thing to do. Yeah. Just a, a stare down with Walter. Yeah. Is there a reason Walter stylizes his name in all caps, or is he just like pretending to be a Japanese wrestler? Like a lot of people do. <laughs> Maybe just pretend to be a Japanese wrestler. Mm. Maybe that's going to be his next gimmick. A giggling Japanese schoolgirl. Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't think I want to. Oh, I am. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's disgusting. That's going to replace my stepfather's wandering hands in my nightmares. <laughs> Why couldn't Zach Gibson win the world, the uh, number one contenders match? Oh, I think they. I think he's doing like a tag team thing with James Drake. Well, don't. He should be. Mm. It's very uh, unselfish of him to uh, get James Drake to do the soon yeah. thing as I well. Think. You know, it's a gimmick that he got over. I'm not. I mean, I don't know what the deal is, but you think you want to ride that all the way to NXT? Yeah. Oh, by the way, in the comments on our last uh, one of our Facebook posts after the last episode, we're talking about how you'd get uh, Zach Gibson over in NXT with yeah. uh, an audience that doesn't understand the culture of Scousers stealing car radios. Yeah. He'd probably just have to Neville it, wouldn't he? Like, Neville has a much um, weaker, watered-down accent now. Yeah. And he talks in that slow, evil voice. Yeah. Neville's got so much better since he just became an absolute shed. I know. He's doing the best work of his WWE career. Mm. Oh, someone made a good point the other day that Neville was a good example of. Uh, they're saying that it doesn't feel like NXT is building anyone anymore because people just come in with the exact same indie gimmick. Everyone since uh, Kevin Owens, pretty much. Mm. has come in like Adam Cole is just the Adam Cole that was on the indies as opposed to someone like Sami Zayn who went from Generico to Zayn yeah. and Pac to Neville and just sort of built their new characters from the ground up yeah I, I, it's, I don't know there's nothing, not much to say about it I just thought it was an interesting point I think uh, I do miss those slightly lower profile years of NXT well I guess they're doing that with Alistair Black aren't they yeah that's true I, and in fact the post did say that I think they were talking about Drew McIntyre just coming in and Taking the title, but uh, someone like Alistair Black, you know, that's who they'd like to like to see win it, just because he's sort of, you know, he is changing things up. Yeah, he's not the same. He's not Tommy N. Yeah, he's not Tommy N. No, I mean, obviously, there's shades. shades uh, there is Tommy N in there, but mm-hmm. you can tell they're working on him and they're building a character there. Yeah. So. He, yeah, he's uh, he would be my number one pick to win the Progress title. 
But I was just thinking you know, about that. You know, progress thinking about. Did I say progress? Yeah. The NXT title. He'd be my number one pick to win the progress title because that means we could see him in the ballroom again and hand him chairs. Yep. But speaking of last, if you can do a tenuous link between an NXT wrestler mm-hmm. facing an independent wrestler mm-hmm. for an independent wrestling title. Yes. Cassius Ono is um, appearing at one of ICW shows to challenge Mark, no, Joe Coffey um, for the ICW title. Oh, that's interesting. When's that? Um, I don't know, actually. They're not doing much with him on NXT, are they? No, I guess not. I guess it's sort of lending out talent to them. That's really cool. I mean, think how, I mean, that would be absolutely unthinkable a few years ago. Yeah. That's like Triple H all over. Like, his more philosophy that WWE should be like the top of a world wrestling league. Yeah. Rather than existing in its own little bubble. Yeah. It's how you keep it fresh as well. I'm, I'd like to see that the other way around as well. Just like randomly having um, ICW guy show up on Raw. Yeah. And be Strowman's opponent or something. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd much rather see it all exist in the same universe. Yeah, should, it like, does seem to be that. that it seems to be the way they're going. That would be cool, like rather than seeing Dolph Ziggler versus so and so for the millionth time. Yeah, well, oh, I'm gonna um, tonight. The uh, the ICW heavyweight champion is gonna fight, get buried by uh, Braun Strowman. Yeah, like they used to do that. Like uh, if you watch some of that um, Smoky Mountain wrestling yeah. on the network, it was a Jim Cornette owned promotion in the early to mid nineties. Uh, Undertaker showed up once. It was a day off. Yeah. Uh, Undertaker versus Kane happened for the first time in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, back when Kane was the Unabomber. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. I'd, I'd just love to see more of that. I like seeing companies work together. If Marvel and uh, Capcom can work together, or you know, do DC versus Marvel, why can't WWE and New Japan do it? Yeah. I think they're too affiliated with Ring of Honor for that. True. It's nice to see it getting friendlier, though. Yeah. Because oh, really, like you know, everybody's wrestling fans, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You know, just people, including the wrestlers now. Yeah, like, that's the way we're, where we're at now. That like pretty much everyone, every sort of youngish wrestler on the main roster, was probably like an Attitude Era fan yeah. and loved seeing those Monday Night Wars and people jumping ship. Yeah, I think it'd make for a much more interesting time. I think, like you know, if you know, you might have an ICW fan or a Progress fan that isn't too fussed about watching WWE because they're such an indie mark mm-hmm. and if they find out that Jimmy Havoc's going to fight somebody on NXT or fight somebody on Raw you know they're, they're, they're going to watch it exactly I was really worried when we were recording at first because I think we were halfway through the progress card about three minutes in I thought it was going to be the shortest shortest episode of the Ring Badges Wrestling Podcast ever which it kind of is yeah no but this can be episode 12 or whatever we're up to yeah Nobody has to know. It's just a rebranding. Yeah, exactly. I think I'll just no-sell it. I don't think we'll even mention it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, on, that's on what happens page. in wrestling a lot. Exactly. Yeah. No one notices that uh, Papa Shango has become the godfather. Yeah. That still takes people by surprise whenever I tell people. I didn't know that. I mean, straight away. Mm. I thought, you know what would be a good match? Karma Mustafa in the meantime. Yeah. A triple threat match. Oh, that would be fun. Or a six-man tag match. Kamala... Papa Shango, the Godfather. We have the technology to do it, surely. This is Dude Love, Cactus Jack, <laughs> and Mick Foley. Yeah, just have like a regeneration chamber. Yeah. The lake of what's the thing Matt Hardy has in his garden? Ah. The lake of reincarnation. Re- or something. Re- yeah, or something like that. <laughs> that's funny that spot. <laughs> I think that's the end. It is the end. 
When are we next recording? In a couple of weeks. So yeah. That will mean that will no mercy have happened by then. Let's let's check up fun facts. We'll be right this there. It would have because no, um, that's on the twenty fourth, isn't it? So what is? Um, no mercy. Okay, so that'll be perfect then. We can do a little post show. Wonderful. And um, we can uh, celebrate the new Universal Champion, Braun Strowman. Yes. And bear in mind that we said this about Big Match Gender, and we were right. Yeah, that's right. We're going to take that one lucky prediction and ride it all the way to the bank. Yep, all the way to glory. That's it. We're done. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Ta-ta. Badgers out. <laughs>